And now, another cup of... The London Fog. And we're back. Do, 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 yes, do, 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 I almost do, forgot, do, 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 do. even though Kate was dancing in front of I'm me. I'm making a little dance, <laughs> a little song, because guys, I am so tired Yes. with making so this recording. This... Not this recording, but... The day has just been real long, and now it is the night, and we are recording. And now it is the night. <laughs> it's really, like, barely evening. It's, it's <laughs> night. It's almost seven. It's light outside. I'm so tired. <laughs> um, okay, cool, cool, cool. How have you been? Oh, this is the London Fog. I the guess we London should say Fog. that. Welcome! <laughs> Yay! Where we talk about British shit. Yes, we do. It's exciting. Oh, did I ever say, I probably did, you know, all of this seems to just bleed one into another anymore, but did I ever tell you that my niece listens to our podcast? Yes. And I gave her a shout out, was it here? Or did I just tell you? No, maybe you just told me. See, that's the thing I don't remember, is the (laughs) things that I tell you, or I want to do, and then by the time we get here, I kind of go, shit, I think I already talked about that, like today's episode. everybody listening, be clear. Think about how many times Kate just swore and then realized that her niece is like three, maybe? Yeah, she's three. Yeah. Everybody think about that. Hey. Okay, anyway. It runs in the family. Wait, okay, but wait. What's her name? We can give her a shout out. Brianna. Brianna. I'm sorry that your aunt swears so much. (laughs) Don't learn from her. She listens to the podcast and has conversations back with us. Like, I think your name is Ia because she doesn't really have L's. Mm. And so she'll just talk to you while It's okay. The you... L's will come. They will come. <laughs> um, just chit-chat. Be like, why are you so funny? Kind okay, of a well, thing. Only learn your vocab words from me. I don't swear on this podcast. Whatever. <laughs> friggin' matter. Um, yeah, so my niece listens. And I was thinking about the today as I was driving home from work being like, did I ever... Do the shout out like I said I was going to do? I don't know. Does it matter? Probably not. Kate's way tired. But. It matters to me. It does. No, just not. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So today we're going to have uh, probably a fairly short episode for you. Oh, did you have more news items? Well, I was wondering about any TV shows you've been watching. Well, okay. Actually, I learned something. Because. So I've I don't been... know if I've given this show a shout out. Um, Bletchley Circle. Have we talked about that? It's like the best show of all time. Um, that's the the coding one, right? Yeah. So that's it's been out a little bit. It's been yeah. Out for a okay. While, but I have something to add to it. Being <gasps> out. So making another season. There were there were two seasons. Yes, and then and they worked at Bletchley Park, which actually, um, as we all know, or maybe only I know, uh, Duchess Kate's grandmother was one of the people at Bletchley Park. I think yes, we've mentioned that before. Shout out. She recently went back to uh, An original badass visit, ladies. Visit Bletchley. Um now her grandmother has her name on a brick on the wall. So if you guys go visit Names on there. bricks. Yes. But <clears throat> so Bletchley Circle. It was a great show. They had two seasons and then it was disappeared. And then we were so, so sad, right? Well, good news. <laughs> Apparently last summer um there was a new season of a spin-off oh but it's but it's called bletchley square (laughs) no it's not really a spin-off this is the funny thing it has this 
same women. Oh. Some, a couple of the same women from Bletchley Circle. And what happens is it's called Bletchley Circle San Francisco. So I think you can, you can watch it. In the UK, it was on ITV. So if you have a Brit box thing here, yeah. you can watch it. Otherwise, I don't know how else to watch it. I'm, appar- I'm apparently going to have to stream BritBox. But, yeah. um, but anyway, so it has Millie and Jean from Bletchley Circle. And when they were um, working in Bletchley Circle during the war, there was somebody, like one of their colleagues, was murdered. And, um, and it was like a whole thing. And so I guess that they, one of them, hears about these murders of women that are happening in San Francisco that are, like, very similar to how yeah. their friend was murdered. And so they're like, we think it's, like, a serial killer, and it's the same person who murdered our friend. So they travel to San Francisco to try to catch this murderer, and that's what the oh, I love the new, it. The new season is. So I think there were eight episodes. Um, Ooh. And anyway. these ones are good, because they're... An hour each, right? 45 minutes each? Yeah, so it's like... Yeah, I watched the first two seasons, but now it has been years since I watched it. Well, because they only had two seasons. Yeah, and then it just, like, ended. (laughs) But now we have Bless the Circle San Francisco, which I think could be pretty good. I mean, because it's still a, uh, you know, ITV British show. It just happens to be based in San Francisco back in the day. So, I don't know. It could be interesting. I love it. That's that's fun. That's our podcast. It's the crossover of both worlds. (laughs) Yes. Exactly. I represent it. I am so, backing it. Anyway, that's so I haven't watched it yet, but I'm assuming it's great. Well, I haven't watched this either just yet, but I, the BBC had a huge, like, almost like book report a about. Huge book report. Yeah, it was a really long article about that new show. I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or if it's on Prime, but it's called Gentleman Jack. Oh, have I've you seen like the preview for that. it? I feel like it's on Prime. Let's see what it's. I think, yeah, I think it's Prime. Gentleman Jack. Gentleman. We are not typing right now to find where it's at. Oh, oh, we're both wrong. It's HBO. Oh, it is HBO. Because you know why I've been seeing it? I see it before Game of Thrones. This, you know what? This is what they're trying to do. HBO knows. Everyone is canceling their their HBO subscriptions on Sunday night as soon as they're done watching Game of Thrones. For sure. And of course, that's already happened by the time this episode comes out. So we know who's on the throne. Guys, we are still planning on being out of the country. Both of us are going to be in Asia. Leah in Hong Kong for her brother's wedding. I'm going to be visiting a friend in Singapore and then going to Thailand. Yes. So we are recording in advance, but we know who's on the Iron Throne. Yes. Duh. Wait, Insert blank. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Gentleman Jack... So if you are not one of the people who canceled your HBO subscription. <laughs> the few, few people. Then you can watch it. Yeah, it's on HBO. I'm guessing that's because it's going to have a lot of women's sex in it. Because I guess Gentleman Jack was a term for lesbians back in the day. Oh, okay. I kind of almost thought that this was HBO's... Um, I mean, it's a little bit before the time. But it almost seems like an early call... Because of um, Downton Abbey's coming out with a movie at the end of the year. And it's a little bit before that, but it's definitely about lesbians in the early 1800s. And it's specifically about Anne Lister's life and just about the different lifestyle and the way that they dealt with homosexuality at the beginning of the 
1800s. Um, the word lesbian hadn't been brought, like, created yet, coined, I guess. And so they just called women Gentleman Jack. Really? I thought that lesbian was like... Well, I guess it, like, refers back to something in yeah. ancient times. But, yeah, maybe people... But no one didn't really it. use yeah. it, you know? Yeah. Um, but Anne Lister was a businesswoman who entered politics and definitely lived a very man-like life back then. So, and she loved women hmm. and didn't hide it from anybody. So there is a cool article on the BBC all about kind of her life. If you're interested in getting to know a smidge about um, that, I guess calling somebody Gentleman Jack was um, a bad term. Oh, okay. Like offensive. So I guess it's one of those things that now you just kind of own. I feel like most cultures that have been suppressed usually take the things that have been labeled them as negatives and make it into their own positive. Hmm. Um. But she was born in 1791, Anne, and she was always known as an unmanageable tomboy who her mother ended up sending off to boarding school to really just have her go to, um, like, the... What kind of lessons would you call that? You know, I, where you learn how to sip tea to... and write pretty and... what That had a term. Didn't uh, it? I don't know. It just makes me think of debutantes, but that's not kinda, really right. Kind of, like though. Southern. Yeah. But something of that nature. You watch, I'll think of the word later. Or somebody can write us in and tell me the word that I'm forgetting. Um, yeah, and she just li- lived a really exciting life. Was really good at pretty much everything that men were good at. And so it definitely crushed on some masculinity. And then she went off to have many a female lover. So there you Many go. <laughs> they just okay. went into the list. So yeah, Gentleman Jack, that's on HBO, and I think it does start right after Game of Thrones. Hmm. So it's probably going on now. Okay. So that was the one show that I was considering watching. Well, I don't know watching. I was just interested a lot about the BBC article. Oh, it just okay, was yeah. so interesting, and it's really... Yeah, so check it out. BBC has a wonderful website, the BBC. Mm. Anyway, they just have a, a whole site about, like, their shows, and you can get, like, scoops about everything. So, there you go. Do you have anything else? Um, I don't think so. We're talking food today. Yes. See? Okay. Yes. Delish. I think I go first yes, this time. I did last time. Sweet. Okay. I... Once again, I was thinking of what I've done, and I'm so happy that you and I keep our little notes about the things that we've done, because I... Couldn't remember if I'd done the thing that I had talked about, but I haven't. Um, so yes, <laughs> I'm doing Marmite. Marmite, mm, Ew, I hate that stuff. Right, <laughs> but the thing is, but some is, people like it. It is so British. <laughs> so we're talking about mmm, tasty Marmite. If you have no idea what that is, we will def post a picture because you've probably seen it walking down a grocery aisle once upon a time, and you've probably been. To yourself, thinking inside, even though apparently I'm the only cusser here, what the hell is that? But you just say it internally. You know, I think if you're in the U.S., you probably have not seen Marmite because I feel like when it's imported, they usually import Vegemite. Like Vegemite's popular in Australia, yeah. And that's kind of become like 
Like, I feel like most people in the U.S. have heard of Vegemite, but not necessarily Marmite. Right. Maybe. Maybe. I found, I don't know. I feel like a decent amount of the places here, I've gone to the grocery store, and you'll wander up and down, and you'll see a bar yeah, of, well, like, Houston jar. Yeah, well, Houston has a lot of British stuff. Marmite. <laughs> outside of Houston, I have not seen a lot of British yeah. stuff like that. So. Um, okay, so we have Marmite. It is literally... <laughs> this is so disgusting. Underneath the label is a yeast extract. So you're going, okay. But literally then under that, it says food spread. That's what it labels itself. Not that I mean, it's food. I mean, how else would you describe it? I know. It? <laughs> it's just, so it's a food spread. It's made from yeast extract, as I have said, as a byproduct of beer brewing. Um, you know, I didn't know it was a byproduct of something. That makes more sense why it exists. Yeah. Um, similar product is the Vegemite, uh, which was derived from Marmite. The Swiss have their own, and the Germans have their own. I, I've in Swiss and uh, Switzerland, I've seen the Senov, or whatever it's called, Senoviv, and then in Germany, it's called Vita R. Um. And in the U.S., we waste a lot of food every year, so we don't bother keeping Yeah, <laughs> no. And in the U.S., we just we already waste enough food on our own that we don't invest into Marmite because... <laughs> I can't. I can't. Marmite slogan. Marketing slogan. On the, fu- on the bottle, <laughs> it says, love it or hate it. <laughs> well, that makes sense. Right? I think that is very true. I think if we grew up eating it, we'd probably like it. Probably. Probably. uh, I think it's also one of those things that's probably phasing out if you think about it. I think maybe it's like their liver and onions. I don't know. It's still pretty decently popular. I still see it everywhere. Like when you're staying in like a cheap hotel... Or I guess with that like continental breakfast at the beginning, they always have it. Yeah, like so. I don't know. It's it's not. I'm not. You you guys go out. You can try it for yourself. I would love to say that. "Mm, I really know so 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 much about it, but it or the taste of it. I've tried it once, and I was one of those that was on the hate it side. It's it tastes irony. It tastes kind of bitter. It tastes also extremely salty. So I'm trying to remember. All at the same time. It's it's like boiled, boiled down beef jerky without kind of the beef I taste. I don't think I would just, <laughs> I don't think I would compare it to beef jerky. Well, I'm saying like, well, it's no beef. Like, it's just, it's like a, a the seasoning or like not even seasoning it's just it's yeast it's the beer runoff yeah so the um marmite is actually a little bit more um sour ish vegemite you looking up my thing Yes. Well, I just wanted to look at the... I was looking up the difference between Marmite and Vegemite because yeah, I, they I are. feel like I've tasted Vegemite, but I don't know if I've tasted Marmite. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says that Vegemite actually tastes more like fake meat. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, it has definitely more... Uh, they try to give it kind of more of a beef flavor with the Vegemite, which makes no sense because you think veggie, but what are you going to do about it? Um. But maybe that's why it's like... 
vegetarians can eat this and get that delicious yeasty beef flavor. Mmm, so good. Please, Mom, please spread me another piece of that beef toast. So, That food spread. (laughs) Like, not... So... You know, Kate is going on a trip to Singapore. Mm -hmm. I assume you're going to hit up Malaysia. It's right there. Um, So in Malaysia, there is a dish called Marmite Chicken where they make fried chicken and toss it in a Marmite sauce. I can believe Um, it. Which I guess makes sense since like Malaysia, Singapore, Commonwealth, but... I really feel that you need to taste this. Yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> please, please taste it. The fans want you to. Everyone email in the London that's... Fog Podcast. Or no. Please email London in. London Fog Podcast yeah. at gmail.com. Email in if you want Kate to eat Marmite chicken. It you, Go right ahead. <laughs> and sh- if enough of us email in, the peer pressure will force her to. And if not her, her sister. I can pressure <laughs> one of them. <laughs> Somebody will do it. Um, the history of Marmite is it was invented in the late 19th century by a German scientist, Justus von Lieb- Liebig. Uh, <laughs> yes, Liebig is his Sorry, name. I shouldn't laugh at his name. Um, he discovered that if you take brewer's yeast and you concentrate it and boil it the hell down, you can still eat it. <laughs> well, Who knew? So a lot of eat yeast for things so mm-hmm. i haven't tried this but i know that there some kind of yeast um that people will put it on like pizza instead of cheese like people yeah. can't have cheese that whatever kind of yeast they put it on top so i don't know it's like a thing it's a thing you know and yeast has quite a bit of benefits to it in its own right so he started making this it he, I don't know if it was him specifically, but it says that then in 1902, Marmite Food Extract Company was formed in Stratfordshire, England, and it became a main product. So now we're in the 1900s, and uh, it was a big deal because then we have World War One that happens, and they found that because they boiled down this brewer's yeast so so far down concentrated yeast is full of vitamins and it was the very beginning of the discovery of things like vitamins and nutritional value in food and being able to measure it so they found that it was highly rich in your uh, vitamin b uh, which definitely helps your energy supply so they were just given soldiers just loads of marmite Ooh. yeah uh so it was a very common thing it's usually um spread on like bread or toast or savory biscuit or some kind of cracker um so they were using it quite a bit then uh and that's kind of how it took off now in the states it's been i guess sold over to best foods so the people that make mayonnaise and things also make marmite um but usually It says, Marmite can also be made into a savory hot drink by adding one tablespoon to a a mug of hot water. Okay, that's the worst sounding thing I've ever heard. Like, I... Just drink the beer at that point. Putting it on some toast, whatever, that's fine. People put a lot of things on toast. Yeah. Toast is good. Why Um, ruin the toast? (laughs) But... What did that bread ever do to you? The whole, like... (laughs) drink i mean i i love hot drinks i love to drink everything i would never drink that i'm kind of wondering if by the time you put it back in hot water it 
does it take on any sort of relationship to a beerish like flavor? I I kind of doubt it. The like taste that I'm picturing in my mouth does not seem You know what I picture? I picture going to a crowded we were just in a crowded stadium, mm-hmm. the seating and you kind of go around and you can just smell the alcohol in the air. It's kind uh, of a little musty yeah. kind of that's just what I imagine the taste is. The taste of alcohol must. But I don't know if that's true. It's just yeast must. Yeah. I Yeah, I don't know. It can be paired with cheese and is often made into cheese sandwiches as it is offered on the Starbucks menu in the UK as a cheese and mar- uh, marmite panini. So I'm, I'm kind of into that. There you go. You guys, you can try that out. It's also sometimes used in cocktail drinks, which I can almost understand that. Maybe it tastes good when it's paired with something because like a yeasty flavor. I don't know. Um, that, yeah, we could get into its nutritional value, but I don't know. No, no, no. All I know is in the States, you can kind of only find that one jar of your food spread. <laughs> uh, but you can get them in glass jars. In squeezy bottles. In in Australia to get because it's Vegemite over there, but to get the taste of uh Marmite, it's called our mate. Like our mate. Okay. There you go. So well. it's very exciting. It's a brown kind of food spread. Eat it, You've said that eat many it times. on toast. <laughs> And uh, and enjoy. Bon appetit. It's so good. There you go. That's right. my, my choice. Well, my food that I picked is more delicious. But oh, I have good. less to say about it. Um, <laughs> so I decided to go for an Irish food. Because we don't talk about the Irish that much. Um, True. <laughs> and they know. need to be represented. I don't know. I feel like at least on this podcast we It's don't. true. So... Irish food. It's called Colcannon. Oh, I don't know how to. I don't know how to really say it. It's C O L C A N N O N. So it's a. It means white-headed cabbage, and it's a traditional Irish dish of mashed mashed potatoes with kale or cabbage. So it actually sounds really delicious. <laughs> it's mashed potatoes with kale with some milk, butter, salt, and pepper. Sometimes they put like scallions, onions, chives. It kind of depends on the region in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, it's often eaten with boiled ham or Irish bacon. I don't know what Irish bacon is, but it's probably delicious. I'm sure it's delicious. Um, <laughs> it's a Halloween tradition in Ireland to serve it with um, a ring and a thimble hidden in the dish. That seems dangerous. Yes, or other... <laughs> Prizes like small coins. <laughs> choking okay. hazard. Choking hazard. Choking hazard, but also, like, have you seen coins that people use? Like, that's disgusting. I don't know what germs yeah. are in there, and you're going to put that in my food. Hard pass. Yeah. So, anyway, um, I mean, there's really not a lot to say about it. It, it seems quite delicious. I looked up some recipes. Um, oh, they also eat it, it not only in Halloween, but on St. Patrick's Day, because that's when they eat all Irish food, yes. I guess. Um, but yeah, it's 
really, really delicious. So the way they usually do it is like, you know, they put lots of butter, milk, cream, whatever. Mm. They make it. And then when they serve it, they like scoop. It's like you have the pile of mashed coal cannon. And mm-hmm. then you like make a little like volcano like depression in the middle. And then you just uh, melt a ton of butter, pour it in the middle there. And then like you take little forkfuls of it and dip it in the melted butter and then eat it. So it's super delicious. Not um, Marmite. <laughs> yeah. Food spread. <laughs> One w- way to uh, like help you realize how delicious it is is that there is a song called Cool Cannon, which is a traditional Irish song. Um, it's I don't know I don't know the tune, but oh please sing! A I'm gonna read you the I'm gonna read you the lyrics. Make a little tune up, Leah. It says. <laughs> Did you ever eat coal cannon made from lovely pickled cream with the greens and scallions mingled like a picture in a dream? Did you ever make a hole on top to hold the melting flake of the creamy flavored butter that your mother used to make? And then the chorus says, yes, you did. So you did. So did he. And so did I. The more I think about it, sure, the nearer I'm to cry. Oh, wasn't it the happy days when troubles we had not and our mothers made coal cannon in the little skillet pot? That's a lot. But I know, but doesn't it make it sound delicious? I feel like I can imagine Ed Sheeran singing that song. He probably has recorded it. We will just email it. him. We will tag him on our next Instagram yeah, post. And be like, please, please send us a recording of this song. He, prob- he probably knows it. I mean, there was apparently a famous folk singer named Mary Black who is, like, still alive. And she's released an album with that song on it. So I feel I like hear it. Ed should as yeah, well. Maybe yeah. they can do a duet. There you go. Yeah. Bring it full circle. Anyway. So yeah, so that's Cool Cannon. It's delicious, and I'm gonna make it like for Halloween. <laughs> cool. So it's practically just really good mashed potatoes. Really good, ma- like really fatty mashed Fash- potatoes fat- with like some kale or cabbage in it. Most usually kale. So it's like I healthy-ish because it. there's kale. <laughs> there's but, something green in there, but once. not because there's like 12 pounds of butter. <laughs> like it. That is my kind of cooking. Mm-hmm. It sounds like something you'd find here in the south. Yeah, you know, this is what I don't get, is people make fun of, like, British food so much, probably because of things like Marmite that yeah, exist. I mean, come on. <laughs> but most of it is, like, delicious potatoes yeah. cooked in every single way you could imagine. Their baked goods are very yeah. good. Anyway. All right, so that's all we have for you today We talked that. about food, and now I'm hungry, so it's time for me to go eat. Okay. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers.